Hi, I'm Shruti. And I'm Julie. And this is a podcast of convenience. It sure is. Surely. Tis. Tis. Tis quite. Happy holiday season. Happy holiday season. We are not together this time for this recording, sadly. Very tragic. Um, it's not going to be the holidays by the time this gets released, most likely. <laughs> I might... We might release it by the end of this month, so it might still be, like, New Year's-y. Oh, that would be cool. Yeah. Okay. Well, then, happy New Year's time frame. Happy whatever holiday you like, or none. Happy Halloween. <laughs> happy Halloween. Happy end of December, early January. Yes. Julie, I have notes of things I wanted to throw into banter today. Oh my god, I love you so much. I took I took banter notes. You took banter notes. <laughs> I did. As things popped up, I said, oh, I should put this on the list of regular notes so that I remember um, to shout out my cool friends. That makes me so happy. Please do. Okay. The first thing is my birthday just passed. Happy birthday to me. Happy birthday. And my friends have realized that my love in life is romance novels. Much in the way that in high school, you guys all realized that I loved Orlando Bloom. And so I used to get only Legolas and Will Turner gifts for all of my birthdays for many, many years. Or Harry Potter. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. So this year, um, you, both of you motherfuckers, sent me such cute romance novel themed gifts. Oh, what's the other one? I, I don't know tell that you. One. I saved it for the podcast. But I got a <laughs> mug. I don't know where you got it from. It's very cute. It's pink and white. And it has all these books on it, and all of the books have tropes of romance novels. So I love that. I have it right now with me. Them. Hmm? What are a couple what? of them? Oh, well, let me pick it up. A couple of the tropes. You've got Second Chance, Mutual Pining, Marriage of Convenience, Rivals to Lovers, Forced Proximity. It goes on and on. Only One Bed, Forbidden Love, Love Triangle, Fake Dating. Yeah, we can shout out. That's actually from uh, an Etsy shop called Cardigan Librarian. Oh, that's very on brand. Yeah, I love it. Very cute. I love it. And then Jamil sent me something that came the day after my birthday. So I got one before my birthday and then one right after my birthday. So I had a whole week of just like fun. What did Jamil send? She got me a ripped bodice box for October, I think. <gasps> fun, cute. Yeah, there's like little Halloween motifs on the front. So there's two books in it and then a bunch of um, like post-it notes, like bookmarkers. And they're themed. They're romance themed. So one is like Regency themed characters. So like the rake and all these things. It's just the cutest, stupidest thing I've ever seen. That's adorable. I'm going to use them. I'm terrifically excited and my pile of books is growing and growing and growing and i'm happy about it heck yeah that's awesome yeah jamil's really good at buying gifts for people so are you i don't feel like i'm good at it at all i loved my gift i took a picture well, of cool. it i sent it to you guys i got i got one then but jamil's like next level good do you remember when you got me a rubber chicken for christmas yeah, see, that was not one of the ones that I would have considered a particularly good gift. I put it on my Christmas tree. <laughs> I got Brittany a terrifying bank with a kind of human face that, like, eats your coins once. And I I can't even tell you why I did that. I, I feel like it's know. very on brand for her, though. But is it? Did she I, like it? I feel like she would have liked it. I think she probably laughed, but I, I, she's too nice to say if she didn't. You got Jamil, like, a, a tasting box, didn't you, once? Like a... 
foreign countries. She got me one of those, actually. Oh, fuck. Yeah, no, she's really good at this She's shit. really good. <laughs> <laughs> she's she's a cancer. She's deeply thoughtful. She is. Yeah. Cute. And emotional. But aren't we all? True. But she started that way. I grew into it a bit more. I was very <laughs> shut down and cold for many, many I years. I was very repressed. Yeah, yeah very and then, repressed. And, and now, then we realized emotions aren't actually a bad thing. Now we all cry together. It's so sweet. <laughs> so that was my first note. Thank you to you both. And yeah. um, shouts out to the Ripotis and the Etsy shop, Cardigans and... Cardigan Librarian. Cardigan Librarian. Dope. Real cute. And what else? Oh, I, I posted our Spotify... Wrapped? Our Spotify wrap for the podcast. I didn't know podcasts got Spotify wraps for their own viewership and stuff, which was very I didn't very think cute. we would qualify with our listenership. <laughs> <laughs> All six of our friends who listen, yeah. Apparently it's more than six. Apparently it's a bit more than six. And random countries you wouldn't expect. So you can see that on our Instagram. Who are you in the Philippines? We love you. Did you have a good time? We hope you're enjoying it. Yeah. (laughs) Also, we passed our one year of posting like a couple months ago. Did we really? Yeah. We we should have maybe Like summer. Like it's been a year and a half. That makes sense because we do like about one a month. And this is, I think this will be episode 12, won't it? I think we're past or 13 12. maybe 13 let me open my spotify this will be episode 13 whoa so yeah about one a month for a year about except for the months where we skipped several and then once in a while we did like a bunch in a row but that's okay like this month which is december in case you forgot it's the holiday season <laughs> what other banter do you have um my last banter is dark and i want to do it right before we start the book so i'm not going to do it yet Oh, I don't have any, so if you wanted to, feel free. Well, how's your life? Your news got outed in episode 12. Everyone knows. It did, which is cool, because I wasn't sure if I was going to include that, but then it took me so long to edit those two that it was like, well, now it's time, so might as well. Got knocked up. <laughs> <laughs> You're growing a separate human inside of you. A whole person, hopefully. You're making, like, digits right now in organs a heart it's got digits eyes you're making digits eyes exist. inside of you he's got eyes it's crazy oh he's got eyes yeah they're closed still but he's got Aww. them he's like a little kitten oh yeah i'm i'm so overwhelmed by this that it's just exciting so i try to focus more on like the reality of what you're experiencing rather than going oh my god you're making life yeah. You've been telling me quite horrible things as the weeks have progressed. <laughs> Sometimes you just want to wake up and not have to shove a bunch of beef jerky in your mouth in order to not throw up, you know? Oh my God, is that what you have to do? It's protein. He's very protein forward. And so if I don't oh. shovel beef jerky into my mouth the moment I wake up, I throw up all morning. It's very weird. I don't want to eat any more beef hmm. jerky. <laughs> beef jerky? I, guess, I mean, any amount of protein would do it, but beef jerky you can just keep it's like shelf stable and you can just put it next to your bed and i'm like this is gross this early in the morning i'm hoping that passes at some point same okay i heard about your tendon pain round ligament pain oh my god i said tendon pain round ligament pain. yeah it's one of those things that i didn't read about ahead of time and was like oh am i dying and it was like nope it's just your ligaments adjusting that's been haunting me for the last couple of days. I've thought about it and I've mentioned it to other people because I was like, did you know this happened? It's 
it was new to me. I had like one instance of it in the first trimester and I was like, oh, okay, whatever. And then like there's whole days where it's just like all day. And then there's days where it's fine. I don't feel anything like today. None of that. So I don't mean to give you nightmares about it. It was just like a surprise for me. Mm-hmm. You know, the joy. I'm still going to think about it. <laughs> like I think about the teeth thing all the time, the eye thing all the time. Like I think about a lot of this stuff yeah. um, often. Same. <sighs> you know. It's just so exciting. I, I think so. Every couple of days, I'll be talking to someone and be like, oh, my God, she's having a child. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to change everything. It's crazy. It's like you're graduating. Yeah, I guess. Into a different phase of your life. It's very exciting. True. Terrifying. Couldn't be happening to a better person, a.k.a. my best friend. It's crazy. It's fucking crazy. Anyways. What's new um, with you? My birthday. Mm-hmm. We already talked quite a bit about my birthday. We don't have to go too much more into it. Anything else going on in your life? Working. I'm like low-key stressed about the holidays this year. Really? Why is that? It's like Christmas is a week away and I have not done more than like I bought two things and I have to buy like seven to ten more things for people. Oh. And then I've got like holiday events this year. Like my family is doing one and book club is doing one and then... Like, it's just, it's, and Evan's work is doing one, and oh, I'm going to have to be at my parents' house next week because my mom is having a procedure, and I will be with her during recovery period. And oh, so I'm like, she's, she's recovering gonna... over Christmas? That sucks for her. Yeah, but I think it'll be better to just do it at this point. Um, yeah. So. Yeah, that's a lot of holiday stuff. Yeah, and I was trying to avoid Amazon as much as possible, but I have to give in now because of the time frame. I went shopping in person and I found two things. I did like online on Amazon almost. Except for a little Especially because everyone has wish lists this year that are yeah. very specific. So it's like, well, okay. What you gonna do? What you gonna do? Anyways. But it'll be okay. Christmas is fun. Christmas is supposed to be fun. It's not always, but say la vie. <laughs> Mark's no, the I, passage I think of it, time. I think it'll turn around. I think it's just um, once the gifts are done and wrapped, then I can relax a little bit. Truth. Okay. What's your last banter that's sad? My last banter that's sad and upsetting is kind of the prelude to the book that I wanted to mention um, because we like romance novels, but we are also complex people who are people of the world and we have awareness of the things that are happening in the world. So I wanted to say that the book that we're going to read, the book that we read and are going to talk about is Light Lark by Alex Astor and as we get into it it's very much like a Hunger Gamesy style woman save the world um, revolutionary type story and often I think we read and consume media about these types of stories and we kind of divorce it from things that are happening in the world um, around us every day. And so I wanted to quickly just mention, and this has been on my nose for months, which means it's been happening for months and has not yet been resolved. You might know what I'm talking about because you're nodding your head. I do now. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, the revolution that's happening in Iran is being fought almost entirely, or at least started by young girls, uh, teenagers, now children, the death toll is rising every day. They are out on the streets every day um, protesting and literally fighting for their freedom and their rights. And so there's not 
much we can do, you know, sitting in other countries because they are kind of a closed country. We can't go there and fight with them. But what we can do is continue to spread the message and look on social media. Don't be silent about this type of an issue. If people around you don't know about it, talk about it. I don't want to get too in-depth because we are going to talk about a very silly story in about two minutes. But I do highly, highly, highly advise that everyone take a minute and go look it up if you don't know. There's a lot of resources. A lot of people in Iran are talking about it. A lot of Iranian people are talking about it. And the only way that they're going to win is if we keep talking about it outside. Public opinion is huge and they are losing a little bit more every day that they commit atrocities against their own people. And it's children. It's young girls that are doing it. So real heroes. As we go and talk about this crazy (laughs) fantasy story, I just want to say that before we start yeah well said and now i'm gonna just turn that just to the other side because it's about to get very stupid and i don't want to combine the stupidity with that very serious message no 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 not combined at all but i think a good jumping off point of like this is a funny story about a female hero that's supposed to make you feel empowered but like if you're ever looking for empowerment there are real heroes doing real dangerous scary work vitally important work um just look around you in the world right now look towards iran they know they know how to make change happen and they're making it despite being in danger the entire time so i think it's a good message shruti i don't think it's comparing it to a silly thing at all okay apples and oranges yeah (laughs) it's just like that you know um what's that show that everyone's like we are the daughters of the witches you can't burn and all that stuff like i just want to make sure no it's like you know with the red the red cloaks and the hats uh Handmaid's Tale? Handmaid's Tale. Yeah. Where you get so sucked into the media that you start to think like real life is like media, but these things are actually happening to real real. people in the world. So I just want to say when we look to stuff like this, like don't forget, um, like everything in the Handmaid's Tale happened to real women of color. You can't divorce that from the content that you're consuming and then take it into the real world um, in different ways. Yeah, we just get to read this and have it be a happy ending. But in the real world, it takes action and it takes attention for change to happen. So Yes, and we all know that we're in a hellscape. So now we're going to put the hellscape <laughs> away um, for just a minute. And we're going to happily dance into escapism. It's great. I love it. Wonderful. Light I read lark. this book two months ago, man. I had to look at my notes real hard to catch up. I on barely what we read. took any notes in this, and I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. But um, luckily, I finished it like only a week ago, so I Great. yeah might remember a little. I don't know. Oh, do we want to talk about our plan around the book? Do it. No, I've been talking remember. for a long time. I don't you remember do the it. plan. What plan? Okay, so uh, Jamil recommended this book because there's buzz around it. Two months ago, there was buzz around this book. And uh, she wanted us to read it blind. And so I did. Did you read it blind? I did read it blind. Today, I forgot the plan and I looked up a little bit of the buzz. Not like a whole lot of detail, but I looked up a little bit of the buzz. Julie. (laughs) (laughs) The worst. Without spoiling anything, it is it is it seems divorced from like plot or anything like that. Oh, so we can talk about the plot of the book and how we felt about the book and all that. Okay, so we're not going to get canceled for talking about the book. I don't. No, definitely not. Definitely not. Okay, great. Because I wasn't sure how deep this goes. um, Oh, I don't want to offend anyone who cares deeply about this, but this feels like some chronically online shit. Oh, like some touch grass. 
Yeah, this feels like maybe the people who were up in arms should have touched some grass. So we'll see. All right, well, I never saw any of this. Again, on I didn't. My, I didn't. Um, I was gonna say I didn't read it really. Like I didn't read into it deeply. If it was something mm-hmm. secretly awful, please forgive me for saying. That. Well, we'll get there because the plan originally was we're gonna talk about the book and then we're gonna pause, we're gonna look up the drama, and then we're gonna react. We'll to the still drama. need to do that because I only got very surface level about it. Okay. Um, all right. So then I read this two months ago. Julie, you just read it. Do you want to tell us what is happening? I can in this book? start with that. Absolutely. Um, this book is so it's kind of it's in the same multiverse as like the other fairy porn we read. Only it's not porn because there's not a whole lot of spiciness in it. But it is very much like these are kind of fey creatures immortal-ish beings with magic powers. Um, so it's like Akatar adjacent, I want to say, kind of. But I also, I mean, we're going to read I'd say it's like books. a high fantasy. Yeah, it's high fantasy, but I got building. like specific vibes about Akatar from it, which I will talk about, I guess, in the notes, not so much the synopsis. Um, but yes, it is a story of these immortal beings. I don't know. Do they have, does their race or whatever have a name? Um, they're little individual societies had like the realms their realms had names but there was i don't think there i took a bunch of notes about the words and stuff because you know world building i'm like i'm never gonna remember any of these names totally Um, whatever these things these beings these people there's six there's six realms that are all cursed and so you've got the wildlings starlings nightshade sunlings moonlings and maybe another one that i didn't write down wild star moon sun nightshade there's another one do we do sun? We do star? Sun, moon, star. Wild. Wild night. Is it only five? There's a water one. Oh, moonlings. Moon. Star, moon, sun. This is the stupidest shit. You're going to have to moon, cut this sun. out. <laughs> wild Hold on. I'm going to do it because I have it written down. Hold on. It's wild. Oh, sky. Skylings. Did I not write sky? I didn't write skylings. Sky yeah, is a one. separate thing, even though moon and sun and stars and whatever is all in the sky. I don't know. Uh, I, I just happened to scroll past the word sky. I wrote the other curses, but I didn't write down the skyling curse. Yeah. So there are these six realms. They have been cursed hundreds of years ago. And every hundred years, um, the leaders of each of these realms join together on an island called Lightlark that only appears at the times of these trials every century. And the leaders are given a chance to break the curses. Um, the main character is named, do you call her Isla? I call, I her, call Isla. her Isla. Okay. Like I-S-L-A. Isla Fisher. Yeah. I call her Isla. Well, I call Isla. her. Her name is Isla Crown. I was like, <laughs> is it Isla? Because I was just like, oh, Isla. And they kept saying islands. And I was like, oh, that feels weird. But whatever. Her name is Isla Crown. And she is the leader of the Wildlings. Which are, are uh, a cool, like, nature group of people. Like, they control plants and have affinity with animals and stuff like that. And their curse is that they have to eat human hearts to survive. And that they also are destined to kill anyone who they fall in love with. Um, I guess they have, like, a dual curse going on. Yeah, and like, um, love is forbidden, so no one falls in love. Yeah, I mean, like... That's the thing. I guess that's it. But they eat, they also have to eat hearts, which I think is part of their curse, right? I liked that bit. I thought that was a little bit darker. Yeah. It was. They have to yeah, eat human hearts. Mm-hmm. And um, so her thing is that she's, her secret thing is that she's not actually, uh, she doesn't have any magic and she doesn't have that curse upon her. So she is basically kept locked away in her castle so that nobody knows that about her so that it's not, she's not targeted and not vulnerable. Um, and she's trained by these two 
mentors slash servants of hers um, to get ready for this for this once in a century light lark thing. Mm-hmm. And um, then she's going to be sent to it and then hopefully try to figure out how to end this curse even without any magic at her disposal, which all the other leaders will have. Yeah, and there's like a bunch of like weird it's called the centennial the thing that there are a bunch of rules and stuff like whoever wins gets the this and that the powers of all the things and whoever loses you know like all these different like one of them has to die and then all these different rules yeah there's a prophecy that happened when the curses nobody knows why the curses happened but there was a prophecy that tells you how to end them but it's all vague and it does involve one of the leaders dying and also if the leaders die then their entire people are wiped out so nobody's just been like willing to sacrifice themselves so far so Every time this happens, nothing is resolved. I have a full question mm-hmm. that I, I may, am I just doing math wrong? I guess they could just keep having babies. <laughs> Sorry. The um, starling, <laughs> the starling curse mm-hmm. is that none of them can live past 25 years of right. age, which is fucked up and right. amazing. 25, you're dead. 25, at 25, you die. Like, how have they... It's been centuries since this curse happened. Are they all just, like, I think popping? they're dying out. I think that's the thing. I feel like after 25 years... They're fucking, like, even like if you bunnies, have kids but they're still at, dying like, 19, out. then, mm-hmm. like, who's raising the children when they all... Kids. That's why, they, like, the whole community, it's like they don't have any wisdom or knowledge because the older people are just keep dying out. I'm just shocked that they made they it centuries. They talk about it a little bit, I think. But then okay. again, it's two months, so we'll see if I'm right or wrong. <laughs> Whoever... Re- if I'm wrong, just tell me. Or, you know what? Don't tell me. I don't care. <laughs> I'm in a closet, guys. I don't care. What are the other curses? Okay. The nightshade. They are cursed so that they cannot feel the night. And their powers are like night powers. Because they're... <clears throat> okay. This, the curse things are really cheesy based on their names. So like some Starling... Some of them are cheesy and some of them are fucked up though. Like imagine... Oh, I can't go mm-hmm. out at nighttime. I have to stay inside at night. And yeah. Versus I'm going to die at 25. Oh, or like the moonlings. If they like, they want to be near the ocean because of the moon thing. But then like if yeah. they get too close to the ocean, they get taken and murdered by the sea. Only on the full <laughs> moon though, right? Um, I wrote... I don't, again, it's been months. But like taken by the sea... <laughs> so they can't trade. That's what's happening to their community. Their like, community's dying. Yeah. Sunlings are the opposite trade. of sunlings are the opposite of moonlings. They can't go out during the day, and that's like their whole favorite time yeah. of day, I guess. Yeah. Uh, I forgot what skylings. Um... Which ones are skylings? I didn't oh, even write Azul. them down. <laughs> Clearly, they meant, meant nothing to me. Azul's curse. Ah, oh, shit. He like threw stuff on the wind, but that wasn't the curse. I don't remember. I'm gonna look it up because it's gonna bother me. They can't fly? Are they flying people? Um, why is nobody telling me this? Because they don't care. Why are you telling me about Skyline Chili from Cincinnati? Because I they did want not you to go to Cincinnati. That. Does the baby want chili? <laughs> <laughs> no, Google is telling me this. No, I know. I'm just joking. Azul. I don't Also, like, know. Azul for Skylings. Brilliant. I know. The, some of the names are really <laughs> annoying. Yeah. I don't know. Grimshaw. Oro. Oro, which means gold. <laughs> I think Celeste even means star, doesn't it? These are all oh, terrible. Oh, God. Who named these people? The author. That's mean. She did a great job. <laughs> I will say the book was very... Uh, while you're looking this up, the book was yeah. very... It's not YA because... Um, one. I mean, like, she's... The... Um, 
the fuck is the name of it? Sorry, the Wildlings. There's so many groups. <laughs> Isla and the Wildlings. Their whole thing was like they fuck a lot and they're naked like all the time. So her whole thing is like sexual um, temptress that they've created this persona for her from for her. Her like uh, what would you call them? Her caretakers. She didn't yeah, have they're like her, yeah. She's no living surviving family, so they're like her. Yeah, so they taught her how to fight and like they're like you have to pretend that you're this temptress because that's what wildings wildlings are um surprise isla doesn't have any powers she is powerless i think um the skylings can normally fly and now they can't all right we'll just go with that which is like not a good curse (laughs) i mean unless you're like uh you know you want to (laughs) fly i mean who doesn't but like dead at 25 yeah i'm yeah anyway that's pretty fucked up or eating human hearts. You have to eat. You have to kill and eat you know, a human heart. It's wild. So yeah, That's the point wild. of the centennial is that they all the leaders all get together. They have very specific rules where each of them holds a trial where they get to pick some sort of feat that the other leaders must go through or thing that they must endure. And it's in part to show off their powers to each other because at some point they're going to want to make alliances and junk. Um, and also to like target vulnerabilities in people uh, because they're theoretically going to maybe try to kill each other later too. Um, after all the trials are done, they have a ball and then they are put into pairs by the person who did the best at the trials. This all seems very just like, why? I don't know. Um, yeah, and the pairs... straight up, why? I mean, <laughs> why though? To keep the book going. That's the only reason why. There's no But the pairs reason. are not like, I mean, they're, at one point they just like flip them. Like it just seems arbitrary and a lot of it a lot of it seemed arbitrary (laughs) Uh. yeah they're put into pairs Mm -hmm. as allies and you can't kill your ally and then uh, after like the 50th day of the 100 days you could kill each other and then you just try to win the curses however and yeah you can also win by like achieving whatever the prophecy explains which again it is very vague so nobody really knows and then if you do you get like a bunch of extra power i guess yeah Mm -hmm. um so that's cool also i guess if you fall in love or something you like share power yeah in this book if you fall in love you basically have unlimited access to the other person's power Mm -hmm. um and can just use it back and forth so that's something there was so much that was um just happening (laughs) and like by the time we get to the end of the book i'm like oh i guess that's happening now like things just kept happening things and just kept, that's exactly yeah it was a little like okay all right i guess we're here now and the interesting thing is like i finished the book and then i was like okay it was kind of like an akatar thing where i didn't really like the first one very much but i was curious about the second one enough yeah and there's so much buzz about this that i looked up the second book and it says the first book has been yeah it's not it's going to be a feature film and i'm like that's nuts okay sure there isn't even a second book yet. No. It's, an, first, it's an open ending. This only got released in like August of this year, I think. Who? Why is it being advertised? Did it really get picked up for a movie? So it's a little bit of the like buzz for it, I guess, that we're supposed mm-hmm. to be looking into later. But it, okay. it got purchased. The rights to it as a movie got purchased before it released because of all of the hype around it. Yeah. It's part, okay. of, the, <laughs> part of the stuff. You can see my face. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um. So they just bought the rights. They bought the rights, but they didn't actually... I mean, it's like in... Yeah, it's theoretically theirs. I mean, Akatar is supposed to be in progress to be made into a thing, and that hasn't happened yet. show, I think, yeah. Hulu, yeah. 
Yeah. All right. Well, that's okay. It's not the worst thing I've ever read. It was entertaining enough. No, it was entertaining. It kept like yeah. I, I found it very hard to get into in the first couple of chapters for whatever mm-hmm. reason, but I just wasn't like a weird headspace. And then once I got into it, I was like, oh, I want to keep reading this. It's actually it's yeah. It's kind of like not challenging my brain a whole lot. The the pages are turning. The pages are just turning on their own, and my eyes are mm-hmm. just like absorbing the words what happens a next a whole lot of what happens next oh that part. nutty thing yeah. oh this nutty thing and it none of it really makes sense but you're just kind of like all right <laughs> <laughs> so um the other characters in the piece that you need to care about are um you rolled Isla's... your eyes when you said care about <laughs> i don't care about any of them i kind of care about no. one of them um oro Isla's... did you like oro are you an no, oro girl no, don't say no. grimshaw I'm a oh can i tell girl. you who i cared about juniper Yes. Oh, my God. Okay, hang on. Let's talk about the main characters. <laughs> Sorry. I love Juniper because he's us. <laughs> Devastating. And a fucking Deets monster. <laughs> he's a Deets monster like us. My D&D character is also a full-blown Deets monster. It's it's everything we are and want to be. Yeah. Um, they call the him king, spies, though. The king of Light Lark, because there's also a king that's, like, different than the other leaders, is Oro, the sunlight. With why, Julie? Why? I could not. Why do they have six realms? You. This is one of the realms, and Oro, the leader of this realm, is also the leader of all the realms. I don't think he. I don't know if he's all the realms or he's the leader of Light Lark, which Just is like it used. To, it's like the Pangea that used to exist before everyone split off into their new lands post curse. The Sunlings. He's the leader of the Sunlings realm, which I guess yes, is just. Yes, but they Lark. didn't break out from Lightlark, and the other a lot of the other ones did. Right, and some of okay. them have like a place on Lightlark and also new lands. I guess like maybe it's kind of like a house situation, you know, like we're all royalty, but you're the king, and our mm-hmm. house is in charge, like Game of Thrones. That I mean, yeah, that seems like as good a guess. <laughs> or England, like England, England, <laughs> the House of Windsor. I yeah, I don't know. But he's the king, and he's a surly, kind of, like, quiet, weird guy. He's Mr. You find Darcy. Out later is, yeah, he's Mr. Darcy, and you find out later he's dying. Um, oh, my God, I forgot about that. <laughs> he's like, yeah, he's, he's got, dying. like, a Dumbledore hand, and he's dying because <laughs> everyone, honestly, at this point, everyone thinks this is going to be the last centennial because everyone's, like, <sighs> group of people has deteriorated due to the curses to the point of, like, they probably won't have another chance. Like, especially also, if Oro dies, he says that the island is going to, like, sink into the ocean. Yeah, like, his power is connected to Lightlark, just like all of their powers are connected to their people and kind of their lands like Mm -hmm. isla's land is kind of dying because she doesn't have any magic too so it's all gradually happening the nightling nope nightshade why aren't they nightlings i wonder Um, like like all they're all lings and then there's nightshade who just has a different word uh, i just wonder shade because shade you know darkness and shade (laughs) but like still (laughs) Julie, I don't know. I don't know why anything happened in this book. I was just along for the ride. I was swept up. Fair. Um, Their leader is named Grimshaw, or Grim, and he is um, recent from Akatar. He is. Um, Literally, like, no difference. Even has Mm -hmm. mind control powers and, like, cool dark powers. Yeah. And is, like, sassy and flirty and smart and hot. And... I didn't generally like him. Oh, see, I did because I'm a sucker mm. for that character. I, I um, liked, I, you know, it's because I'm a sucker for a Mr. Darcy. I was like, it's going to be Oro. I like that we didn't root for the same dude, though. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, I, to be fair, I wasn't gen- like genuinely rooting for either of them because I was like, I don't know what's happening. Fair. But I did think like if it's a Mr. Darcy thing, I was a bit more clinical. Like it's going to be that one because this one's too obvious. And I like a Mr. Darcy um, 
Like Grimshaw's kind of your what's his face from Pride and Prejudice, the awful one. Don't you say it. Don't you say he's a uh uh not Bingley. No, Bingley's the sweet, innocent little idiot. The one that stole the girl. Um Mr. I just watched I watched Pride and Prejudice on my birthday like a week ago. Oh cute. <laughs> I don't remember. The BBC version was so oh, good. Crap, what's his name? Nope. Hang on. Wickham. Wickham, Mr. Wickham. I literally had to go in my head and put Lydia's voice in and go, Mr. Wickham's come to town. He's not a Wickham, because Wickham ended up being a genuinely bad guy. And he, this Grimshaw You don't think is, he was a bad guy? I think Julie. he's Marley Gray. I think he's Julie, Marley Gray. he wiped her mind <laughs> and lost her. I mean, I guess, I guess if you like a Morally Gray person, you're going to like him. You know I, I did. Do. I did write in my very limited notes, if this author is brave... We will get a thruple. She won't be though. No, I know. She's no, I wrote that. So I wrote that in the middle of the book. I didn't even get to the end before. I was like, I don't know which way this is going, but if she's brave, we're gonna get both, and we no, didn't get both, which is disappointing. It is, but also it's book one. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Um, yeah. So it would be that's good. that is light and dark and the dark guy, and then oh, Celeste, the, the starling Celeste leader is Isla's best friend because Isla has a star stick hate that word a star <laughs> stick that's like a teleportation wand that she can like draw a portal and go through it um a la bioshock infinite or whatever i don't know teleporting it's in everything um she went through and ended up in celeste's like bedroom or something one day and they became best friends so even though she's supposed to be stuck in her tower she occasionally sneaks out a la bioshock infinite and goes into other dimensions and I don't play video games <laughs> take my word for it she does okay. it too um a la Bioshock Infinite. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and so they're buddies. And they have been, like, secretly plotting their own techniques for the Centennial thing to ensure that they both survive it and their lands both survive it. So, yeah. Celeste just is a friend. Her best friend. Her sister. I also wrote, like, a quarter of the way into the book, I don't trust Celeste for some reason. You. Right. And then after the moonling attack, question mark, I really don't trust her. I just didn't trust her. She didn't really? fifty five. I, yeah. I I didn't necessarily think she was gonna be helpful. I thought they might just kill her because she kinda was nothing. Mm. Uh, I didn't foresee jumping to the end that she was gonna absolutely be the bad guy and betray everybody. Oh, I didn't think cool. she was gonna be the bad guy, but I did think she was gonna betray her. I, see I didn't see her as the architect of all of this chaos, but um Yeah, she literally like yeah. That's a whole thing. Um, you know, just the explain other... the end, because everything that happens in the middle, we can just jump around <laughs> with. We don't have to go in super sequential. So it's... Unless you want to, but I don't no, want to. No, it's super messy. Celeste yeah. ends up being not who she says she is. She is some old fucking starling person who was in love with somebody from another kingdom. I don't even remember. In love with somebody from Julie, another you kingdom. you read it a week ago. I have an excuse. It was so messy and so not set up at the end. Where, okay, yeah, so I, it was I like, actually, I, I guess this is it. happening now. Yeah, it was like, it felt like, I don't know how to say it other than like very reveal-y at the end. <laughs> like, and then the curtains parted and we have a villain. And suddenly we learn about this betrayal and suddenly we learn about this plot yeah. and suddenly we learn about this and none of it was like set up ahead of time successfully i felt like so it just felt like walking through a haunted house <laughs> just having like <laughs> shit pop out at you it and be really like oh that's interesting and then, it was like, all okay, exposition the it's entire last which is sad because i feel like there was a lot of interesting stuff that could have been you know 
dropped in. Totally. Any of the millions of clues she was looking for could have dropped it in. She was looking for a million clues to find this magic thing that didn't exist. And it was just like... There was like a mystery to solve, but at yeah. no point did she ever really make progress, it felt like. It was just suddenly because at the end there, that somebody, it wasn't somebody real, walked wasn't up and it? was like, oh, by the way, here's the solution to your mystery, but it doesn't matter. I can tell you because I've already won. I'm the bad guy. Surprise. Yeah. And then she yeah. just like exposit the bad guy, villain, ex. Exposit? Exposit? Exposition? I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, she just tells us, like, literally her whole evil plan, like a Scooby-Doo villain. And then... Clever Scooby-Doo villain. Then they fight, and obviously she wins, and then she... <laughs> like, towards the end, <clears throat> she's kind of leaning towards uh, Grimshaw, towards the end of this thing. The world is ending. The world is, like, actually collapsing around them and ending. And then I was like, and you're going to bone now? Is now the time? Like, it was just... She was so horny for him. And I guess it is kind of explained later. Yeah. But, yeah, like, your whole race of people is at stake here. Like, maybe don't get your dick wet right now. Yeah, it was like, very wait. strange. And then, um, so Grimshaw... <laughs> Grimshaw has a secret past where he has been... Was he partnered with Celeste? No, no, no. He... That was some, a separate One of thing. his, like, family members or, like, descent... Uh, ancestors or something was okay oh that's right so the, the mind wipe ha- didn't have to do with celeste but he essentially knew her because one day she um star sticked into his uh <laughs> she star got that dick <laughs> she sure did so she met him on one of her rambles and um they fell in love and they were like lovers and everything was fine and they could have hypothetically partnered during the centennial which would be rational because you know each other. Instead, he fully wipes her memory so she doesn't know who she is. And she has these weird sexual dreams about him and all these sexual feelings. And it's like... They're memories, you find out later. Yeah, it's literally her memories because he wiped her mind. And obviously she doesn't forgive him because if she did, I'd be like, girl, girl. I, there was definitely a reason in the book where it would like made... It was supposed to make sense why he did that. Mm-hmm. It was like Celeste also fooled him and the two of them wiped her memory. That's what I thought. I thought that Celeste was involved somehow. but Because for some way. reason it was going to make her better at this, I guess. No. No good excuse for this. Communication. So Grim. essentially, Isla gets betrayed three times in a row. She gets betrayed by her friend Celeste, who is not Celeste, who is Who is agent. like her sister. Celeste has yeah. conned her so thoroughly that she would have died for Celeste. She was ready to. She was ready to um, die for her. Yep. She, and then, well, and then sort of indirectly, she finds out that Grimshaw, Celeste convinced Grimshaw to betray her, albeit he thought he was doing it for the right reasons. And Celeste convinced the two guardians at home to betray her and kill her parents, albeit they thought that it was their only choice. Um, so like right, all at once, Isla's just like, oh, I have nobody <laughs> and nothing. Ah, but she has one buddy. It's so dumb. The only He's buddy so left. mean to her. I hate when people fall in love with someone who's just mean to them relentlessly. Yeah. Relentlessly mean. He's, I don't know if he was just mean or if he was just so emotionally closed off that he was giving her nothing. Nothing. Give him nothing. <laughs> like he doesn't, you know, I'm going to lie. He didn't deserve her. Nobody deserved to be... She didn't deserve it. Nobody deserved anybody in this book. I didn't I didn't really like the romance um much. And then at the end when she ends up with Oro and they're like just together, I felt like it was so slapped together at the end that I didn't like it. I was like, well, now they kiss. I fully never saw her ending up with Oro, at least not in this book, because yeah. I was like, he's gotta at least like 
win her over somehow It was first. like mushing two um, plastic Barbie dolls together. Yeah. Being like, they're in love. And kiss. And I was like, what? <laughs> and here but they why? Kiss. They could have really built on that. You know, it was like, a if cool you're going to do an enemies to lovers, give me a transition period. I mean, it was a dope moment where, like, mm-hmm. she was falling to her death and somebody used her own nature powers to save her. And she, like, got to the, you know, back onto solid ground and was like, oh, who saved me? And it was Oro because he, she was in love with him. So that meant he had access to her powers. Mm-hmm. And Grimm was, like, trying to use her powers, but it didn't work for him. Oh, I forgot about that. That was pretty good. And he was like, boo-hoo. And Oro was like, oh, whoops. And then... I guess they were in love. And she was like, oh, that makes sense. I guess I do love him because, like, I trust him and I don't trust Grimm. And apparently that's all it takes <laughs> to fall in love with somebody. Is that, like, you don't actively think they're going to kill you? I don't know. <sighs> Again, the bar is on the floor. <laughs> on the floor. I'm looking through my notes to see if there's anything else that's, like, particular. I... Juniper. Juniper. <laughs> yeah, speaking of characters I only that were not wrote, important. I like Juniper. I love a secret stealer. Juniper was literally a bartender yeah. on Lightlark who who <laughs> dealt in secrets and would like give you a secret or give you some information in exchange for your secrets mm-hmm. and just like collected them for nobody but himself realistically yep. and then gets murdered like after two scenes and we love him. Devastated. Love but you know what? That's the risk you take when you're a spy master. So Juniper gets horribly murdered. <laughs> and um, another note I had was she screams a lot. She mean? screams on every page. <laughs> I don't know if I noticed that. <laughs> like, anytime she does anything physically taxing, she's screaming. She lifts a sword, she's screaming. She's being stabbed, she, which would make sense. She's screaming. <laughs> anything that requires exertion, she's screaming. It's the only noise she I didn't she can notice make. that, and that's hilarious. It now drove wanna... me out of my mind. <laughs> I sort of... Okay, so they did a thing where they were like, since you don't have powers, we have to train you to be, like, a badass warrior. And, like, I guess wildling women kind of are warriors anyway. Um, so they did a really cool thing where she was, like, she could beat the king in a sword fight. Um, I liked that scene. She was a kick-ass, like, kick- at various types of, like, martial fighting. She was just, like, a very cool. Um, she was fit. And Katniss she was... Everdeen. She could be quiet. She was Katniss Everdeen. Yeah. But, like, um, a little bit more naked. Yeah. Which they did make her kind of more naked later in the books, I think, right? During the second Hunger Games. They were like, hey, look, she's sexy, too. Yeah, maybe. I don't remember. <laughs> Which is gross because she was a teenager. Yeah. Um, <sighs> so, yeah. they Like, I appreciated that about her. That was, like, she was never, like, helpless. She, even though she didn't have magic, she, like, had, she brought some shit to the table. Mm-hmm. Um, she was also very clever. Like, there were a couple times when she was potentially going to get caught for not having magic because she was hiding it. And she, like, made enough of a seen elsewhere that it didn't nobody noticed that she wasn't using magic or she like found a clever way around it mm-hmm. so I, I didn't hate her as a character i say i didn't hate like i, I at times i admired her as a character mm-hmm. um i guess i just didn't think like the plot supported her in like doing enough cool stuff or like the cool stuff was just happening it just happened like to her or around her i didn't feel it was like building enough i think for me one of the big things like a um, romance novel and even if this is not, we're calling it a romance novel, maybe we'll call it a high fantasy with romance in it. Like, I do want to feel the emotions building. It just felt very, again, like juvenile. Like, we could have done more. A yeah. little slapdash, um, which is not my favorite. Like, one thing in that way is we're in a high fantasy world, right? Like, presumably we're in, like, high face style. You know, magic. In my head, I'm seeing one thing. Big ball gowns they wear often, tights, 
billowy shirts, whatever, you know, that. And then along the way, she gets a couple things that just don't sound right. So she's in a tank top and shorts. Okay. Okay. And then I wrote, in this world? And then she (laughs) uses the word mom instead of mother, which again didn't kind of gel right in my brain. It kind of took me out like, mom. Okay, we're in that world. And then her bra has an underwire. It does? What a, what a weird thing. I to... wrote the wire of her bra, as in somewhere the wire of her bra is referenced. She's wearing, she's sleeping in like shorts and a tank top. And yeah, a couple things like that where I'm like. I feel like if they even called it like boning, flesh. like, the, you know, the corsets would have like like structure right. to that. No, there's ways to make all of this work yeah. um, in a high fantasy style book. And most of it is high fantasy style. That when you throw in like weird phrasing like that, I get very, um, I kind of turned off a little bit. Like, wait, where are we? Where are we? Who is this? Who are you? We've time traveled or we've world traveled. I don't know where we are anymore because you have underwire in this. You're wearing, you know, it just was very confusing. There were also, I know this is book one of presumably more than one. um, If they ever get written. There are a lot of things like unsolved in a frustrating way to me. Mm -hmm. Like, they revisited that stupid wildling vault that she couldn't get into like four times. So I was like, okay, if they revisit it that many times, it's going to be important in this story. It's going to mm-hmm. hold the, some kind of key to her solving oh, her problem yeah. that she has right now. And then literally the last page of the book is her like getting it open and then the book ends. So you don't like, it doesn't actually contribute to solving the problem that this book, you know, raises. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just like, why did I read about that so many fucking times <laughs> if it wasn't going to be yeah. in this even, like, like I, I can understand setting it up for the future, but set it up and then, like, leave it alone. Stop bringing mm-hmm. it up as, like, stop planting the gun and then not shooting anybody with it, you know? Like, it was right, just... Right, right. Like, there's that, there's that rule in, um, I think, movies and stuff. Like, if you show a gun, you yeah. have to use the gun. Yeah. Otherwise, like, don't show, show the gun. Don't waste my time showing it to me. And there were a couple things it. like that where I think, like, a lot of the emotional um, pull was just... It just fizzled out. Hollow. Yeah. Yeah, very hollow. Didn't um, pay off. Unsatisfying. Yeah, like certain things didn't pay off. And then it was like, oh, but there was a lot of stuff that I wish had been set up earlier. Like everything with Celeste. Celeste was like a jilted lover. She's the one who set off the curses and then she's been hiding her identity and like a But even if it wasn't, like even if you didn't give us hints that it was Celeste, because I feel like there were hints that Celeste was a little nefarious because I kept getting that vibe, like something's not right with her. You could have set up more of the story of the prophecy. Yeah. Or like the the cur- like why the curses came about. Like have her discover yeah. somebody Instead of having was a it be an lover. absolute secret, you could have used that as a device to set up the ending. So we'd be like, ah, it was her oh, the whole Oh, Celeste time. is that person in disguise. I at yeah. least kind of have an idea of who that person is. Or like, mm-hmm. I know. Yeah. I mean, you're totally. Exactly. It was like, it was a haunted house at the end. And I was like, ooh, that's interesting. (laughs) Spooky. Didn't see that coming. Um, One thing I liked was the wildlings that were left on Lightlark. Oh, they turned into like this feral group of... Yeah, there's like this feral group of people that like hate Isla. Yeah. And they want to kill her. And we don't really know who... That was a good setup, actually, because you don't know who they are and why they're trying to kill her until you find out that... After the wildlings left Lightlark, a group stayed behind, and that's like the OG wildlings, and they're they just are... like this lawless people who yeah. hate her and blame her for their problems for mm-hmm. being abandoned, yep. and literally just tried to kill and eat her. Um, very cool, potentially great for future yeah. books. Oh, they were fun. I liked that when they yeah. were like, oh. very interesting <laughs> bit of world building that was actually set up and paid off. Yeah. I felt appropriately. 
I don't think it was a book um, that didn't have good things in it. I just, and again, I finished the whole thing and I I finished it really fast. It wasn't like a slow read. Yeah. Like the one I'm reading right now is really dragging and I'm just like, uh, you know, and it did not drag at all. It read really, really fast. It did. It was easy and fun. And I would have read the second one if there had been a second one to read. I would have too. Opted for a movie. Well, I don't know. Maybe maybe it'll come out and maybe um, she'll take some feedback and get better as a writer, which again people do that yeah she's i also found out she's um, already made many like tons and tons of money on this even just from mm-hmm. selling it to universal or whatever I know, but don't don't 50 shades of gray this you can get better don't ride the fame of a product that could be improved or a creative i don't say product a creative piece that could be improved you know how um i said that dating dr dill was her first book oh yeah it is not her first book oh, how many has she written a couple Oh, that's okay. People love it though. Good. Unequivocally, I mean, people love it. It's on. It was. It won awards. It's on top ten lists. People good. love that book. You so that's what? why I'm just saying. I just didn't want to misspeak and say, "Oh, it's her first book," when it was not actually her first Fair. book. Because that almost feels a little insulting. So um, yeah, but you know what? Honest reviews sometimes where our opinions will not be the same as everybody else's, and that's, that's okay. True. Is there anything else you want to talk about about talk Light about Lark? The drama now. Okay. What okay. did you find? Are we so going to just look under- it up and talk about it? My understanding. I'll read you the, my like very surface level understanding of it. Okay. My understanding is that Alex Astor um, hyped this so successfully on TikTok specifically mm-hmm. that everyone was like salivating for when this book came out. People do that though their- all the time. Totally. And they honestly, market it's their good own marketing. Books. It's free marketing. Yeah. Might as well do it. Um but I guess what people's issue is, is that she marketed it so hard. Everyone was like absolutely insane for it. Mm-hmm. It got picked up for a movie deal because they were like, well, it can't fail now with how crazy people are over it. It must be pretty good. And then people said two things. One, some of the things that were maybe promised didn't pay off. Like she marketed it as a spicy book and then cut all the spiciness out of it mm-hmm. uh, because there are no sex scenes in this book. Um, there is kind of like one implied sexual activity. I get, you know, I, I mean, he even like he gets her off at one point. I think so. Th- I guess there is some sexual activity, but not enough to be called particularly like, spicy. No, no, it's just not for a romance novel. For very a, low key, very for low a regular key. like young adult book. It's I want to say it's got stuff going on, but like compared mm-hmm. to the stuff we read, <laughs> it's pretty pretty mild. Um, and she also part of the reason, part of how she marketed it was, oh, I've dealt with a thousand rejections, like. Um, nobody wanted to publish this and people made fun of me for it and blah, blah, blah. And now like, I'm, you know, a bestseller or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and people were like, it feels kind of like you're downplaying your history because she has like a, an extremely wealthy self-made sister and like well off ish parents, mm-hmm. uh, like business owner parents and a sister who's worth like millions of dollars because of I don't know, an app she downloaded or developed or something. Okay. Um, And so they were like, you didn't really, like, this isn't you. This isn't J.K. Rowling and her, like, you know, living in a one-bedroom Writing in a coffee shop. Multiple kids writing in a coffee shop. Like, you have the luxury of writing this while being supported. And she's like, no, I don't like that at all because, like, I got rejected by so, okay, if you get rejected by so many publishers when you have that much... Like, what do they call them? I don't think she's a Nepo baby, but you know what I mean, like a Nepo baby. I mean, that's what people were saying. They were, like, basically accusing her of being, of downplaying her own, of, of, of like, hyping this rags to riches story that, like, didn't really exist. 
Ah. Uh, and uh. she's like, I don't know. I guess she's like hmm. com- combating it essentially by saying hmm. like, um, I definitely have the privilege of like, I got to, li- I live with my partner. So I had someone supporting me while I wrote this and um, I was on my parents' health insurance or whatever, you know, like mm-hmm. just various stuff. So like, no, I definitely am not claiming to have like lived in the street while I like struggled to write this to pay my bills. It was just like, yeah, she's like, I just, I know rejection in other forms or whatever. Abysmal. So I think people Sorry, are I'm like, also looking through the BuzzFeed article. Okay. Yeah. Um, and again, it might go deeper than I have sort of touched she on. She has an abysmal Goodreads rating. Well, it did when it came out, but I, I read somewhere yeah. that that might have been like It is not unusual for an internet famous book in the era of review bombing. Yeah. Which is accurate, you know. I think people might have been too hard on it um, for what it is because yeah. it's not, I'm going to say, whatever, we'll talk about the drama. Now that we've read the drama, uh, we can now react to it. I think she wrote a book. Was it the best book I've ever read? No. But do I read a lot of bad books often? Yes. Yeah. Do I read books because they're just entertaining? Do I come onto this podcast and then discuss them with you? Did yeah. we make a PowerPoint presentation about Ice Planet Barbarians? Yes. I, love- I, re- I reread like six of them last week. <laughs> <laughs> so we're not claiming to be like... So good. My like, Literature connoisseurs. We are... We read trash and enjoy it. Because I mean, we don't even see that as, like, trash derogatory. We see it as, okay, like, brain I think, junk food. Although the world building in Ice Planet Barbarians was not <laughs> to this, like, level of realms and kingdoms and this and that, I thought the world building in Ice Planet Barbarians was more successful. We are talking about Ice Planet Barbarians again in a positive way. I don't give a fuck. I loved it. <laughs> because, again, You thought it was I'm more saying. successful. She, she put in more... I mean, it was more compelling. Okay, it was probably over several books it got yeah. compelling, but in the first well, book, every it was book literally was like, like a novella. one planet with one single ecosystem and one society made of like 10 people. So like it wasn't, they didn't have to do any heavy lifting with that. Emotionally, <laughs> building. Julie, emotionally, I was more engaged in like the first 12 Ice Planet Barbarians <laughs> than I was in this book. Emotionally. That's fair, I guess. And I think for romance reading um, purposes, like if you're if you're marketing your book on TikTok as a romance with spice and blah blah blah, then I want to fall in love in the course of the book. And I didn't yeah. particularly like either of the heroes, or you know, like either of the romantic options. Yeah. And I did think it was kind of um, well, we already talked about all the things I thought, but you know what I mean. Yeah, no, I I agree. Yeah. I didn't think this was a bad book, but I didn't think I probably it was like won't an reread book. this, Julie. I probably won't either. I've read The Ice Planet Barbarians three times. <laughs> yeah. You know what I found out? I think I already texted you about it. Um I had to take my mom to the emergency room and we were there for, you know, hours. Yeah. And I was trying to keep spirits high. And so obviously we've mentioned a thousand times my mom does like romance novels. I was like, Mom. Have you ever read something called The Ice Planet Barbarians? <laughs> She's like, well, tell me who the author is. I said, it's Ruby Dixon. She's like, oh, I read Ruby Dixon. She has read The Ice Planet Barbarians. It's amazing. I lost my mind in a <laughs> emergency room. It was great. I was so thrilled. I'm like, mom, you are my mother. I am your daughter. <laughs> you made this. We love trash together what do you think i mean what do you think about the like supposed controversy of it though like do you um, feel like she overpromised and underdelivered, and people are just mad because the book wasn't as good as they wanted or do you think there's like something to her like 
I don't. Okay, I can say like I never saw any of her TikToks, which is strange because I am also on BookTok. Um, and I do see a lot of book talk content, especially about romance novels and like new books and things. And I don't remember this one popping up. Me neither. Maybe it did and I just didn't pay attention to it. I don't know. Um, so I can't say like how it was marketed. Like if she was really leaning into a rags to riches story, which is possible. And maybe I'm not, um, getting the full picture, but sometimes I think that book talk or Twitter or other social media can turn into a feeding frenzy of like hate easily and that's why i was like maybe this is a go touch grass thing like maybe this is a chronically like it wasn't the best book i've ever read but you bought it and you read it too so you know what i mean and like and if if people read it and enjoyed it who cares i guess yeah i guess people's issue was that she like her marketing was a little more like her marketing was exaggerated but that's what marketing is it's it's literally marketing and she was obviously very good at that piece of it And a lot of things, I mean, I do understand one thing that I think is very upsetting to people that write, especially in marginalized communities who are writing, is that her book got optioned for a movie before it had even been published. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's kind of nonsense, but it's like, she's not going to take the money? Come on. Yeah, no, I don't know that that's necessarily her fault specifically, more than it is the fault of the industry. And so if we're going to point fingers, maybe we point fingers at the group that optioned that book without ever having read it because if they read it I don't think this is going to be a good movie Aragon (laughs) (laughs) I hold a grudge about Aragon to this day this one word and like you just said so much with it so much scathing garbage yeah I fucking loved Aragon and that movie made me want to vomit agreed that was a great book and a horrible movie yep I mean yeah it's like she wrote a decent fantasy romance novel young adult yeah and she got lucky like i'm sorry it's not for her not everything will be that for you yeah and i mean yeah like we said she's definitely was lucky enough to be able to write this in relative security and Mm -hmm. was probably like rich white woman enough to get it optioned immediately instead of you know getting overlooked Uh, i think like also it probably took a lot of skill to market it i would probably be upset if tropes were mentioned that were not in the book Sure. Um, or And again, I don't know what was mentioned, so I'm not going to speak to whether or not that's accurate. That was what was mentioned in that video, the TikTok yeah. that we just watched, that she had put quotes in to TikToks that were then taken out of the books. And then tropes were mentioned that before the book was released that were not in the actual book, which, again, could have been a part of the editing process. So things do get cut. Yeah. Maybe a lot of the good story was cut. Maybe they just turned it into this exposition situation that we found. Yeah, again, the plot was not the strong point of this book. <laughs> no. It was, Nor it was, was the character development. Again, some of the characters I liked. I even liked the main Nor character. I liked a lot of the like quirky dialogue, but also some of it made me go like groan because it was cheesy. It was just like some good and some bad in all elements of the book. It was yeah, very. It was mid. a very average. Yeah. <laughs> what did the kids say? It was very mid. It was a very yeah. mid read. <laughs> it, was just, it was fine. Yeah. It was. It was compelling enough that I continued reading it, and I have given up on books for, you know, plenty of times in my in my life. So yeah. Well, we also have to read it because of the podcast. <laughs> well. I had already finished it, but yeah, no, I would say I read it in two days. It read really fast, and I was willing to give the second book a chance because I've read totally. a lot of books. I would have paid for the second perfect. book. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I. I don't need a book to be perfect for it to be enjoyable. Um, yeah. Who knows? Yeah. It could have gotten better in the second one. Maybe it will. True. I'll probably read it when it comes out. And um, 
that's that. That's our opinion on light. Like, we should rate it at least. Yes. I, okay, first is spicy. I don't like remember a... any of it, but you said that somebody got There's off. one. I think she fing- I think she gets finger blasted by Grimshaw at some point, yeah. if I remember correctly. And Ooh. she has dreams where it's very much like, we, know, but I didn't you like press me against the wall it. and kiss me and then like mm. fade to black. I, I didn't like real, any of it. I felt um, real so tingly I... in my swimsuit area about it. And then like nothing happens. I'm not going to give it like a one, which is my lowest. I'll give it a two. I'm going to give it a three. Sure. A hand touches a vagina. Now for the, make me feel for the romance ways. aspect of it. Sentiment rating. Oh, is that what we call it? Sentiment? Okay. Mm-hmm. You always do that bit. I'm Spicy and sentiment. Um, five is mid. It mid. I'm going to give it a three. Fair. Because I like Mr. Darcy, but I... The ending, I was just like, but what happened? But purely the pageantry of the moment where she, like, comes up and finds out that it was the other guy who was saving her because of his power. Oh, I was like, you I know what? that moment. Yeah. That was actually really good because I did not like Rimshaw a lot in that moment. Four. But again, that's one really good moment and that may not be enough to, to rate it higher. No, I fine. thought they had some cute moments like the sword fight and a couple other things. I do like an enemies to lovers. At one point but... he like was stuck inside because it was sunny out and she was like in mortal danger and he like couldn't save her and he was all torn up about it. I'm like, that's mm. nice. Like mm. five mid. I read it two months ago. Four. It's the highest logo. Totally fine. All right. Fair. <laughs> so we read it. We looked at the controversy. I see some validity on both sides, but I don't know enough about it. So it was fine. It was fine. It was fine. Was it good enough to be a movie? A, glo- a glowing review from Shirley No, it was, it was not it good was enough fine. to be a movie. I did read it. <laughs> it was red. <laughs> it was red. We read it. And um, it really whiled away an afternoon for me. So it was a good time. Um, I don't remember the name of the next book that you suggested because we have one kind mm. of in the wings, but it's a little too similar in tone to this one. But there was one in yeah. between. I have it written. And I will tell you, I am about a third of the way in. I'm not going to lie. It's reading very slow for me. If you want to back out now, let me know. Um, The reason why I wanted to read it is because somebody on Instagram recommended a story that has a ghost element to it. Oh, that's right. See, I like that idea. So I feel like you might actually like it, but we haven't. I'm about a third of the way in and I don't know enough about the ghost yet, but I don't. Okay, let's try it. Okay. I don't know. What how is it called? Is it is called. The Widow of Rose House by Diana Biller. So that will be our next one. Yeah. And then very likely we'll have another kind of high fantasy one after that. And oh, we're trying man. to space them out if at all possible. But we did get an advanced screener copy of one that we would like to review. Um, possibly. I'm not, we're not spilling the name or anything yet just in I case read, it doesn't like, work out. I read the first chapter and I'm already interested. So I all think right, I'm so going to be down happen. to read it. Uh, prepare for potentially another high fantasy, even like a fae based one after this ghost fucker book that Shruti suggested. I don't think she fucks a ghost, though. Well, bummer. Why are we even bothering? I don't know. I was really hoping she'd fuck a ghost, but she fucks a ghost hunter. Ew! <laughs> <laughs> it's in the Gilded Age. She's Shruti, wearing a you're, making a, you're making a monster fucker read a book where the ghost doesn't even fuck? I don't even know what the ghosts are yet. It's very like... Anyways, I'm a third of the way in. We will talk about it in the next episode. Um, we do have a meet cute to read. Um, in fact, we have two, but we're just going to do one per episode. We're going to do one. You so we have, go. I think on this podcast, previously talked about a friend named Ari. We have another friend named Ari. So don't confuse the two. There's an Oregon Ari and a California Ari. Um, no, Julie, we don't know either of these people. They're just fans. Well, but we mentioned, I think, other Ari briefly. Julie, I was joking. 
we don't know this Ari at all. We just got her name from her email address, and uh, she sounds cool. Yep. Um, no, I've known her since like I didn't meet her well, in seventh grade. We've known her grade. since like eighth or grade, eighth or ninth grade. I think. Yeah. yeah, right. Okay. We didn't take PE together. That never happened. <laughs> um, so this is her meet cute with her now spouse. Back in 2012, before it became common, my friend from Tumblr would live stream video games. He'd occasionally be joined by his dorm mate at university. I tuned in one evening when they were playing the survival horror game Amnesia. Fantastic game, by the way. My friend was too afraid of the monster to progress, so his roommate took control. The guy found a severed leg, named it Legolas, and confidently said it would protect them. Right as another monster attacked, of course. He started scream laughing as it chased him down a flooded hall. The flooded hall is the best level in that game, too. I love the story. I drew fan art of that moment and sent it to my friend. Ari is an extremely talented artist. You can find um, her on Instagram. Yes. Chubby Kraken, I believe, is her Instagram handle. She's awesome. Um, his roommate liked it so much that he messaged and befriended me the next day. We'd talk games, music, movies, anime, family drama, LOL, and would swap our own original music and covers with each other through Tumblr. That really helped us go grow close despite the distance. We've talked to each other every single day since becoming friends 10 years ago, from texting, phone calls, and Skype to actually living together once he graduated from college. He moved in with me and my family, coming from Tennessee to California. We got married in 2018, and the rest is history. Adorable. I married them. Oh my god, I forgot about that. Oh my gosh, talk about the wedding. It was fucking fantasy-themed, and it was so much fun. She looked you looked amazing. Great. I we all did because okay. we had to dress like Obviously fucking fantasy they characters. Looked great, but... <laughs> it was so fun. Yeah, um, they're awesome. And yeah, she she's the one who drew our D and D party most recently. She's oh. the one that commissioned that from. Yeah, love. I look amazing love, in that. Love that portrait. Yeah, amazing. I'm a halfling rogue. Super cute. The Tumblr era love, and I, it lasted long I distance for years and years. Yeah, of a Tumblr love story one. Or, like, a Tumblr love story that, like, led to marriage. That is the coolest yeah. thing. And they were long distance for years, I think. And it, like, listed all the trials that just kind of inherently come with long distance relationships. And they're so happy and so in love and really cute. I did look at the pictures she sent from, like, screenshots that she had kept from... I don't know if you saw that. There's, like, screenshots in that email um, from Tumblr. Oh, yeah. I like, the art of Legolas the Leg is in there, I think. <gasps> cute we might have to we might have to instagram a little bit of this oh my gosh i'll put it in the instagram when we advertise this episode oh they're so cute so cute fantastic yeah super cute thank you for sending us your (laughs) there's the legolas art i love it thank you for sending us your meet cute we We celebrate your love hell yeah all the times all the times cool we did it we done did it light lark you're welcome, Jamil. And also thank you, Jamil, for recommending a book. That's, yeah, we enjoyed it. We did enjoy it. <laughs> we enjoyed your mid-ass recommendation that you've never <laughs> even read. <laughs> we did. We really did. <laughs> Again, I don't think she's going to take it personally because she has not read the book. <laughs> she recommended it purely based on book talk drama, which, oh, there you know what, thing, I thrive on it. So There is one thing I wanted to drop in before um, we end for the evening. Mm-hmm. On our Instagram, I think of the Spotify whatever that I posted. Mm-hmm. I believe I called us, you and I, Thirsty Little Deets Monsters. Correct. Because it's very accurate. And I don't know if yeah. you saw that comment, jo- but Joanna said, I think that should be the fan group name is Thirsty Little Deets Monsters. Oh, my God. 
And though our fan group is only five people, you are all our thirsty little Deets monsters. Oh, I love it. Our Deets monsters. Little Deets monsters. It's very, very accurate. Very fitting. Speaking of that, send us your love stories. Give us the Deets. We are at potofconvenience at gmail.com, I believe. We don't know every episode, yes. But every time we put it in the description of the episode so you can find all of our tags because we don't know them. That's good. We're on Instagram and TikTok. If you want to just check us out, give us a follow, a like, a subscribe on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Or Google Google Podcasts. Or wherever you find your podcasts. Yeah. Assuming it's one of those three places because I don't think we're on Stitcher. I don't even know what that one is. Who cares? I'm on Spotify. There you go. Anyway, we're going to read a ghost fucker book next time. God, I hope she fucks a ghost. I sure the fuck do, too. There's still time. There's still time. Yeah. If anyone wants to read along with that book, I will say there's a trigger warning um, before you pick it up if there's domestic violence referenced. So just heads, hard heads and up if you pick it up. And since we haven't finished the book, feel free to Google any other trigger warnings with it because there might be stuff that we don't know yet. So. Also true. Also true. Yeah. But hopefully it's just fucking ghosts. Ghosts be fucking. I'm gonna, yeah. Oh, my gosh. You know what? Fuck it. We're talking for a little bit longer anyways. Do you remember how I texted you the other day about Clippy, the Microsoft Word shifter <laughs> romance? <laughs> I yes. want to read that one day. And then the one where it's like a someone shifts into a pastry. <laughs> we got to read some What if nonsense. we do an episode that's just like three of those kind of short garbage? We, we just talk about several uh, in one episode. I'm sorry. Are you saying the Clippy romance novel, shifter romance novel is garbage? I'm saying it maybe doesn't deserve a whole episode for itself. MS you know? word Clippy. I feel like we'll get it. You <laughs> click on Clippy. I bet kids don't even know what Clippy is. You click on him. He gives you tips and tricks on Microsoft Word. I think if we read that one and like one of the dinosaur ones and the pastry one and we just do an episode on people fucking things that arguably shouldn't have been fucked, um, it could be like a fun episode. Do you remember um, what you commented or what I commented about the pastry romance? You're like, how does one even fuck a pastry? Do you remember what I said? You said something thoroughly disgusting, but I don't remember what it was. Filling. Cream filling. Yeah, that was it. (laughs) I had blocked it out. It was good. I was happy. And may none of our family members find this. Ever, ever. Please, God. Amen. Amen. Anyway, we'll see you next time. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Happy Happy 2023. Whatever this comes out. We love you. Oh, we love you so much. And we love, love. I'm going to cut it out. I'm going to cut it out from now on, Shruby. You can't. Goodbye. Bye.